Welcome to the Lion's Den University Report. This program brings you a behind-the-scenes look at the spiritual life on today's university and college campuses. Now here's your host, Glenn Bailey. This time on the Lion's Den University Report, we're featuring a guest who has been on our program a number of times, and we're happy to have him on. He's a leader in the intelligent design movement, and the, the uh, Dr. John Sanford, who has also been on our program, is a former atheist, former evolutionist professor at Cornell University, and he describes the uh, cell, the components of the cell, as uh, compared to the internet, that uh, we've been talking about all the parts in the DNA and the other aspects of the internal mechanisms and motors in the cell, each individual cell, which we have trillions in our body, uh, each one of them uh, has an unbelievable number of, of complex machines. And, and uh, Dr. Uh, John Sanford uh, says it's like the internet because they all have to communicate with each other. Besides functioning and doing their function, they also have to work with the rest of them to uh, keep the, the unit operating uh, properly. And, and so there's uh, basically millions of uh, communication going on constantly within each cell in our body and how that complexity uh, points to a designer. And so uh, we have Dr. Michael Behe with us again for a second uh, uh, edition of The Lion's Den. And uh, we do uh, invite you, by the way, as our listeners hear our program and, and like the program, we invite you to go to our website, thelionsdenuniversityreport.org. And you can find um, many of our interviews from the recent uh, couple of years there. We're going on 16 years right now. And, uh, but uh, uh, this uh, and other interviews can be found there by going just on the web and uh, going to that website as well as uh, opportunities to uh, get involved in, in backing us financially. If you like the strategic nature of this ministry, uh, proclaiming uh, the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ, in the academic setting and uh, giving an opportunity for networking of Christians who are standing for their faith on different uh, hostile campuses sometimes in the lion's den. Uh, we believe that uh, we need a revival of faith in these days. I was reading the other day about uh, uh, William Federer does an American Minute. He's an expert on Christian history of America and he talked about the president of Yale uh, who came in even in the uh, end of the 1700s Yale was uh, becoming secular, and he came in as a uh, preacher. He was the grandson of the Jonathan Edwards, who started the First Great Awakening, and under his leadership, a third of the students at uh, Yale made commitments of their lives to Christ. Mm -hmm. And so we, uh, we encourage our listeners to pray for that kind of revival on our campuses today, uh, that the faith that made America great and that started most of our universities is still the answer for man's deepest needs and the answer to our most basic questions. But we're talking about origins uh, here. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, Mike, uh, welcome again to our microphones. Thanks, Glenn. It's, it's good to be back with you. And uh, so we've done this over a number of years, and you've been around uh, speaking and traveling and, yeah. uh, and did this uh, DVD that we're featuring today, mm -hmm. Revolutionary. And mm -hmm. we've talked about how, you know, you think something as plain as there is a designer to the world, uh, which is obvious. Uh, even uh, children see that uh, great uh, connection. Yeah, sure. Uh, everybody, um, even uh, little kids, they will see that uh, trees and birds and dogs and cats, uh, they will know that they were designed. It's instinctive. 
uh, you can you might not know why you think that, but if you get a little thought, you see that everything's arranged to allow this uh, thing, this creature, to exist and and to work. Uh, but we've gotten away from that, and now uh, we've gotten. <laughs> Uh, we're taught essentially uh, and, uh, the instinct is is driven out of us and uh, too many people these days now think that uh, that life just you know accidentally happened but the the neat thing is that science itself which uh, can take part of the blame for uh, promoting that attitude but science itself is uncovering, enormous complexity in life and in the universe which uh, bespeaks design and a designer and so um, I think I'm, I'm very optimistic that uh, this situation will reverse eventually okay <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that they still call your DVD revolutionary yeah. is not a good sign yeah well <laughs> but, it hasn't reversed yet <laughs> but, uh, uh, so we see the complexity there in life and uh, even down into the uh, from the microscopic level in the, mm. the cell and the components inside and we've talked a little bit about that and we sure. look out in the universe and we see it uh, there mm. uh, but there's a hostility toward it mm. and yet uh, you know common sense even a lot of the the evolutionary literature says uh, that uh, biology is a study of the design and uh, the appearance of design in nature which is does not yeah, true but but, okay. but don't believe it we, we, we've got it covered yeah uh, so that's right it, it, it's interesting uh, many people still don't uh, appreciate it, but uh, yeah, the more you go down into life, the more and more complex it gets. It, it's kind of like your computer. You you work on your computer and you see the screen and you see the uh, the uh, keys and so on. And you say, oh, that's that's pretty complicated. But I guess if I took off the cover and figured out how it worked, it would be simple at that point. <laughs> no, what you figure out is that it's more complex when you go into the inside and like a or a jet. Airliner, you might look at it on the outside, see the the turbines and the wings and uh, stuff, and say, "Well, must be simple on the inside." But of course, it gets more complex. Well, life is the same way. When the complexity you see at the surface level for a bird, for a fish, for a person, uh, it's even more complex. Uh, the more and more you know. And so complexity and design requires a designer, an intelligence far sure. greater than human intelligence, even when we get down to the level of living things. Sure. Well, uh, you can tell uh, intelligence by what the intelligence can do. Uh, for example, a child might be able to speak a few words and, and so on, and uh, somebody getting older might be able to compose an essay or repair a car. Uh, but if an intelligence can put together a being like ourselves or any creature on Earth, it bespeaks phenomenal uh, intelligence uh, that we uh, ourselves, it goes way, way beyond ourselves. 
Right, and so the living cell is much more complicated than the most powerful computer that oh, we've sure. ever designed. A- absolutely, yes, absolutely. And the human brain even uh, further because yeah. it's, it's uh, <laughs> millions or billions or trillions of those cells. Absolutely. All, and they all function together, and which yeah. brings out another thought in terms of, of this evolutionary process is not only do you have to have all the parts and working together, but you have to have something that knows how to use that once it's in place. Yeah, that's and right. And where is the uh, intelligence or the source of... Uh, uh, coordination of all of these uh, aspects of life. Yeah, frequently in, in this line of business, you get people saying, oh, we know how the eye could have evolved. Well, you just take a light-sensitive spot and you curl it up and, and, and other, other things. But you say, you say, well, but if you curled it up, the brain that it's attached to would see that as kind of a, a defect in its vision. You know, you've got to interpret this. And uh, so... Somebody has to take all these signals. Something has to take all of these signals and and use them as information. To uh, yeah, so it's it's much more complicated than just say a machine in our everyday world. Say a, a car that we drive or something. The car's got to drive itself and <laughs> interact with. Uh, many other things so yeah it's it's complicated right and so you've been presenting this and even worldwide i understand you went to brazil for uh, uh, some some meetings there tell us about that trip that's right Uh, we went down to mckenzie university myself and a couple other folks from the discovery institute that uh, is um, uh, that is interested in intelligent design. And uh, the place, McKenzie University, is an evangelical Christian university in Sao Paulo, Brazil. And it was actually f- uh, founded by American missionaries uh, in the uh, 1800s, I believe. And they are very interested in intelligent design, and they are setting up an intelligent design research institute down there. And they invited us down to uh, help celebrate the establishment of it and uh, have a conference. And uh, And it seems to me that Brazil and many other countries besides the United States are much more open to the idea of intelligent design. It's in in the states, unfortunately, and and Western European countries, uh, it's often a verboten topic. You know, but in other countries, in Korea, in uh, in uh, Brazil, in uh, you know many uh, you know non-Western countries. Uh, it's it's a lot more uh, acceptable to to uh, uh, talk about design and and point to the evidence for design. Right, and uh, actually, though, in your film uh, Revolutionary, that we're uh, encouraging people to get a copy of and uh-huh. have your you know uh, Christian groups or other groups. Uh, uh, that uh, would like to see a different uh, uh, expression, maybe school groups, uh, yeah. uh, of what happened in your career to give you a new perspective, uh, because you were a evol- profound evolutionist uh, yeah. early on, <laughs> and for quite some time, actually. But it said in the film that there was this, uh, I think, paleontologist in Germany uh, who uh, read some of your materials yeah, uh, actually had an interesting display. Tell, tell us yeah. a little bit about that and how he uh, changed his mind. There was a fellow named Gunter Beckley who um, was uh, is a very prominent paleontologist, and he was appointed as director of Germany's celebration, or a particular museum, a large museum in Germany's 
celebration of Darwin's 150th anniversary of his uh, Origin of Species. And he said they, they set up a, an exhibit of uh, books that have opposed Darwin uh, in a balance, and they put my book and uh, Steve Meyer's book and uh, a couple other ones uh, arguing uh, for design or against evolution. And on the other side of the scale, they had just the origin of species, and and they had it so that that weighed down. That right. that was the that beat the, uh, was the that heavier was, material. That's right. The, yeah, that was the real heavyweight uh, <laughs> intelligent design material. And but that, so what happened? And, but then he said, "Well, you know, uh, I he guess I should some, really read those books." Well, just no, to, he said he made a mistake. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> he right. He read the books. That's okay. right. Yeah, <laughs> he made a mistake. He actually read the books. He, he thought he should know what they said. Uh, and when he read them, he said that he found that they were completely different than what they had been characterized in the press. He was impressed with them, that uh, he saw that the replies that have dismissed the books were superficial and uh, that, well, he got mad because <laughs> he thought we were being shabbily treated. And so eventually, he, yeah, he did change his mind and uh, he's an intelligent design proponent now. Right. And mm -hmm. so this was in the last uh, couple of years, really, not, uh, not very long ago. That's correct. Right. And, and uh, yours was one of the books that he read that really opened yes. his mind uh -huh. and, That's and right. his yeah. eyes to the a yeah. different perspective that is the you know common uh -huh. sense perspective really yeah. that when yeah. you see design the fact that uh, nature exhibits that sure. uh, should should be expected and then here at the lions then of course we make the connection you you approach it specifically from the scientific perspective mm -hmm. but we make the connection well who is the designer right <laughs> okay? yeah. it has to be an intelligence and uh -huh. a superior intelligence yes uh -huh. and uh, we believe it's the the god of the bible uh -huh. the, uh, father son and holy spirit the, yes the triune god uh, yeah. who became a man in the person of jesus christ and who shocked and, and rocked history so that even the <laughs> The most ardent evolutionists are still having to write uh, 2017 on their checks yeah. when they write a check, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> identifying somebody superior yeah. uh, to the rest of us, uh -huh. uh, who's the center of, of yeah. all history, Jesus Christ. And again, we're thankful for uh, this opportunity to be with Michael Behe here at Lehigh University. Mike, thanks for joining us. Yeah, I had a great time. Thanks, Glenn. Mm -hmm. You have been listening to the Lion's Den University Reports. If you would like more information about the Christian life or would like to contact the Lion's Den or one of the guests, please write us at the Lion's Den, Post Office Box 226, Mifflinburg, Pennsylvania, 17844, or email ltcldur at yahoo.com.